Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Do you find yourself spending money and you just can't stop? When you look around the room, are you surrounded by things? Are your clothes literally bursting out of your closet and overflowing from your room, but you still feel like you have a hard time meeting some of your basic life expenses? This is something that a lot of people struggle with. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through five easy tips that you can learn to help to control your emotional spending and stop spending money on things that you don't actually really want or need. Now don't worry, I'm not here to tell you to stop spending money altogether or to stop going out with your friends or to never buy anything new or the kicker that's often said to us millennials that drives me nuts to stop buying avocado toast. Instead, we're going to walk through these five money-saving tips together so that you can stop spending more than you make but still get to enjoy your money and your life. So the five money-saving tips that we're going to walk through in today's episode are going to help you make tiny and easy to implement changes in your spending behaviors. I'm not going to go all Scrooge McDuck on you and tell you to stop spending your money ever. Instead, I want to walk you through some easy ways that you can curb your spending behaviors, stop spending more money than you make, not end up surrounded by junk that you don't want, and start saving money for bigger and better goals in your life that are going to actually make you happy. So tip number one, before you buy anything, I want you to pause and ask yourself, is this an emotional purchase? If you're anything like most of us, buying something gives you a rush of happiness. If you've ever joked about indulging in retail therapy, then you absolutely know what I'm talking about. Personally, I'm filming this during yet another Ontario lockdown right now, and I have to say, even for me, the draw of online shopping is really strong because buying something online and waiting for it to arrive gives you like this, this jolt of happiness and something to look forward to. And you see something online and you think, oh, maybe, maybe if I just had that for my apartment, then I'd feel so much happier spending all day in my space. Or maybe if I looked that cute wearing that while I was working, I would feel better about going about all of my Zoom calls for the day. And while there's nothing wrong with doing that per se, the idea is that overall purchases like this are emotional purchases. And while it's okay to make an emotional purchase sometimes, you need to make sure that this isn't a spending behavior that you're indulging in frequently, wasting money on, and ending up with piles and piles of stuff growing in your apartment that you don't really like or want or use. So ways that you can combat this. Before you buy anything, hit pause and ask yourself, is this an emotional purchase? Just simply try to recognize it. If you're having a hard time remembering to ask yourself that, maybe it's worth doing something like putting a little sticky note on your computer or on top of your credit card information so you have to look at it before you enter your card number. 
These days, it is way too easy to make purchases online. So if there's anywhere that has your credit card information stored online so that all you have to do is hit the buy button, I want you to go in and remove your saved credit card information from that site. A, it's way safer for your credit card information, and B, that will create a little roadblock for you that will keep you from emotionally purchasing something all of a sudden during the workday because you're feeling bored or sad or frustrated. Next, I want you to jot down a quick little list of things you do that actually make you happy, whether that means going for a walk, snuggling with your dog, calling up a friend for a lunchtime chat, whatever it is, create a little list of things that you actually always feel happier after doing. So now, next time you find yourself about to hit the buy button, hit pause and ask yourself, is this an emotional purchase? If the answer is yes, I want you to whip out that list, look down the list and pick an activity on there that you've predetermined that actually makes you happy. Go take your dog for a walk around the block and I guarantee you're gonna feel so much better and you'll be way less likely to hit buy on your computer screen when you come back. The overall goal here is to find another way to get yourself out of whatever the funk is that you're feeling. Be the one who's in charge of your own happiness and your own emotions, and don't let shopping become the only thing that helps pull you out of that void. After that, it's time to move on to tip number two, which ties in nicely with the first tip, and that's to open up your phone and create a list titled to buy. Just like a to-do list, a to-buy list is an ongoing list of things that you might like to purchase in the future. And it works like this. Next time you want to buy something, first you're going to go into your phone, open up that list, and write the item down on the list. Tell yourself you are not allowed to buy this item until at least two weeks have gone by. If at the end of that two-week period you still feel like you need or want that item, then you can look at buying it. Or if you look back and you say, oh, I don't really want that, or even better, thank God I didn't buy that, then you can delete it from your list, just move on, and you still have a lot more money left in your bank account. Again, I am not here to tell you to stop spending your money. Instead, the goal is to give yourself time to think about a purchase because this is a really great way to stop wasting your money. A lot of the time, you'll find that your need for that item decreases drastically over the course of two weeks and you'll end up saving yourself from so many purchases that would otherwise fall into the love it, couldn't wear it category years down the road. This is a great way both to save your money and to stop hoarding stuff in your apartment that you don't want, need, or use on a regular basis. So to get started, simply open up notes on your phone, start a list titled to buy, and before you purchase anything, put it on that list for a while. If you look back at your list two weeks later and say, yeah, you know what, actually over the past two weeks, I think I probably really would have loved to have that cream turtleneck that I put on there two weeks ago, then by all means, go ahead and buy it. Chances are though, after two weeks, you'll have had the chance to take stock of your existing wardrobe, probably say, I have too much here already. And in the meantime, you've probably found that white turtleneck that you love to wear as opposed to the cream turtleneck that you were about to purchase. Do you know that you have a bit of work to do getting your personal financial life in order, but you don't even really know where to start? Do you get a pit of nervousness in your stomach every time you have to look at your credit card balance or the dust bunnies in your savings account? If this sounds familiar, well, you're definitely not alone, and I've got just the thing for you. The 7 Day Make Friends With Your Money Challenge. This free seven day challenge will help you go from bank account dust bunnies to getting a grip on your personal finances so you can start saving for your bigger goals in life. 
Every day for seven days, you'll receive a new and easy to follow lesson with actionable steps that'll take you 10 minutes or less to do. By the end of the week, you'll be saving for bigger and better things in your life, like taking yourself on a vacation guilt-free, saving for your future, or finally getting closer to buying that house that you never thought would be possible. To join the challenge, go to howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. That's seven day money challenge with dashes in between. After that, tip number three is to remove subscriptions from your credit card. Now, I'm sure that you've heard this tip all the time, but my serious question for you is, have you actually done it? Can you tell me exactly what subscriptions are gonna appear on your credit card bill this month and exactly what they're gonna cost you? If not, then it's time for you to get a handle on this. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna go in and you're gonna download your full credit card statement for the past month. I want you to go through your credit card statement and circle any recurring costs that are subscription charges. Once you know what those are, then you're in the position to be able to decide which subscriptions you still need or want or use, or which ones you're gonna be able to cut out of your spending for a while. First, you're gonna to wanna to look through and immediately cut out any subscriptions that you don't use anymore, or that you may have accidentally been signed up for after your trial period ended. Anything that you're not using or you're not enjoying, get rid of it right off the bat. If you're not sure about getting rid of a subscription, remember it is a subscription. They will be more than happy to sign you back up again later if you miss it. So if you're not sure, the go-to answer should just be to cancel that subscription. And if in a couple months you're going, eh, you know what, I'd really like to have that fitness service on my phone again, then you can go ahead and consciously subscribe to that again. Once you've done that, if you're still in a position where you really need to cut back on your spending drastically, Go through the list again and get rid of any subscriptions you have right now that are more entertainment based that you don't need. Stop fibbing to yourself. You don't get to call subscriptions like Netflix uh, utility bills. That's not what they are. And if you need to cut back on your expenses, this is a really good way to tackle that right away. Again, it's not the end of the world to get rid of a subscription. You can always sign up for it again if you're finding that you're really missing it. If you're having a really hard time canceling some of these subscriptions, I want you to take the monthly cost of that subscription and then multiply it by 12. Figure out how much money you're spending every year on that subscription service. As soon as you see that you're spending over $160 a year on Netflix alone, it's gonna be way easier to say no to those subscription costs when you start to compare the annual price to say, taking a budget flight to New York for the weekend. These types of fees really add up in our lives these days. And what seems like a cheap subscription for only $9 a month, when you add it up over the course of the year and when you add on several other streaming services you're subscribed to at the same time, that ends up being a lot of money. And for the amount of value that you're getting out of it, you probably don't need all of those services or there could be an option to move to a free version of that service and save yourself a little bit of money for a while. Next up, tip number four is to start a really big savings goal for yourself. You're gonna find that it is so much easier to stop spending money on silly little daily purchases when you compare them to the value that you get by instead diverting your money towards a big life goal that you have. Whether that means saving money to purchase a car outright or saving money for a down payment on your first home 
or just to take that Antarctic dream trip of a lifetime to kayak with penguins. Whatever it is, set yourself a goal, make a separate account for that goal, and start saving money for that. I really do recommend opening up a separate account for that savings goal and nicknaming it with whatever your goal is. That way, every time you look at your online banking, you'll be reminded of what that big thing is that you want and what you're working towards. I had an account titled a down payment for two years that I was constantly contributing money to. And every time I logged into my banking to do my finances, I got to see how much more that account was growing. And that was a constant driver and motivator for me not to spend money on little daily purchases that yes, they might've provided me with a moment instant of joy or a feeling of satisfaction, but in the long run, I wouldn't have enjoyed those. And it was so much more important that I work towards that bigger goal I had of having enough money for a down payment on my first home. The idea is that when you have something that's big and meaningful for you to work towards, it's gonna shift your thinking and it's gonna make it so much easier for you not to feel hard done by, by not allowing yourself to indulge in little purchases, whether that's a small emotional purchase here and there or a daily latte. Now, it's absolutely true with where home prices are at these days, saving money on your daily latte is not gonna get you there, but overall, when you're in control of your spending and where your money goes, it will help you reach those goals so much faster. If you've been around here before, you know that it's my personal mission to make sure that everyone has an emergency savings account that will protect you when life doesn't go as planned. And where should you keep your emergency fund? In what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account. Now to save you time, I've already gone ahead and done the research and I'm keeping it up to date to find you the best high interest savings accounts today. To open your own, just go to www.howtoadultschool.com resources and click the button to open an account where you can not only safely keep your emergency fund, but also get paid the best interest rates on the market so your account earns you even more money while you're sleeping. Again, that link is at www.howtoadultschool.com resources. And finally, and maybe most importantly, tip number five is to not cut yourself off cold turkey. Most people think of budgets like they think of diets. They think that they're boring, they're lackluster, and this makes them almost impossible to maintain. This entire activity is about overall making a lifestyle shift in your spending habits with tiny and manageable behavioral changes. So don't set out to give yourself a project that you can't maintain. Once you've gone through this activity and reduced your sort of useless money-wasting habits, you'll find yourself with a list of things that you still really love spending your money on that still count as discretionary spending, and that is completely okay. Unless you found yourself in a huge hole of consumer debt that you need to spend a little bit of time getting out of, I'm absolutely not an advocate for purging all spending joy from your life. Instead, I recommend coming up with three categories that you're gonna allow yourself to spend money on guilt-free. These are three things that truly make your day brighter and happier, and they're totally up to you what those can be. I call these the guilt-free three. To use a recurring example, if the morning latte that you get from your expensive local coffee shop is all that makes your work mornings bearable, then absolutely make that one of your categories that you get to go and spend your money on and enjoy and not feel guilty about. 
If being well-dressed is really important to you, then save your money so that you're allowed to buy a really good quality, beautiful investment piece for your long-term wardrobe every season. These are just examples, but the idea is that you get to choose and you should choose three things that bring you a lot of joy and that are really meaningful to you. Personally, I love being able to buy a nice item of high quality clothing that I know I'm going to enjoy in the long term. You know, the kind of thing that I can never picture myself throwing into a give pile. I also love having really good quality and fresh ingredients to cook with. So I'm never going to keep myself to a really strict bread and noodles type grocery budget. That's just a no-go for me. And my third category is I love outdoor activities. So if there's a piece of gear that I need to invest in to go enjoy an outdoor activity, I'll save up for it and I will happily spend my money on that and not feel guilty because I know that getting outside and doing activities out there is what makes me really happy at the end of the day. So those are just personal examples. Those are my guilt-free three. And I encourage you to figure out what those are for yourself. And also it's okay if they change, just don't let them overlap so that on a given month you end up with a guilt-free six. That kind of defeats the purpose of the episode. Setting up these three categories is a really great way to start sticking with a budget of sorts without closing yourself off entirely from things that make you happy and that do cost money. Allowing yourself to have some sort of fun discretionary spending that you really enjoy is going to make following the first four tips so much easier and are going to help transform them from big budgeting changes that you need to make in your life to tiny little behavioral modifications that are going to help you curb your emotional spending and save money in the long run. These are really important, so I'm just going to do a quick recap of what these five tips were. Number one, before you buy anything, ask yourself, is this an emotional purchase? If it is, then try doing something else to pick up your mood instead. Number two, start a to-buy list on your phone. This is a list that's really gonna help you pare down what you want and need versus what maybe Instagram is telling you you should buy this week. Number three is to get rid of subscriptions that you are not using. Unused subscriptions will suck up hundreds of dollars a year from your bank account, and this is a really quick and easy way to go in and curb your spending habits. Tip number four is to start a big savings goal for yourself. Then every time you go to spend money, compare the value of that to this larger goal that you've set yourself. You'll be amazed by how many small daily purchases really pale in comparison to that big overarching goal of something you really enjoy that you're working towards. And finally, tip number five is don't cut yourself off from all spending cold turkey. You don't have to miser yourself and sit in a dark apartment on milk crates wearing <laughs> ew, used running shoes. That's not what budgeting is. To make it easier to manage your money and how money flows out of your life without actually setting yourself a really strict budget to follow, I recommend setting three categories, call them your guilt-free three, where you're gonna allow yourself to spend money and enjoy. This is because it is a-okay to spend the money that you've worked for. But it is so important to train yourself to spend your money thoughtfully, mindfully, and intentionally. Now, if you liked the tips in this episode, I have way more resources available for you over on the How to Adult School website. When you first get there, I recommend checking out the resources library for a really great and ongoing list of books and educational resources and websites and tools that will help you learn how to manage your money like a real, live, responsible adult. 
Next, if you're feeling a bit over your head when it comes to managing your personal finances properly, I recommend signing up for a free personal finance mini course that's currently being offered by the How to Adult School. It's called the Seven Day Make Friends with Your Money Challenge, and it's really a beginner icebreaker course to learning the the basic ABCs of managing your personal finances like a pro. So I'm going to link the sign up form to that mini course in the description for this episode, or you can find it at howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. Once again, I'm Corey Fowler, founder of the How to Adult School, but also fellow adult in training. I hope that this episode was really helpful to you. And at the very least, I want to challenge you to take at least one of these tips and start implementing it into your daily life to save yourself some money. I'd love to know what tip is the most appealing to you. Please feel free to let me know down in the comments for the episode. And also you can use that space to ask questions. I am always here. I love hearing from you and I'm going to do my best to answer any and all questions from the community. So please go ahead and talk to me in the comments section. And finally, in case you haven't yet, go ahead and click subscribe to the How to Adult Show. This is really good motivation for me to keep going with these episodes for you, and it's the best way to make sure that you stay up to date with the show. So hit subscribe, and that means that I will see you right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.